Hi everyone, welcome to the Spiritual Healing Temple. My name is Tracy. Thank you so much for joining me today as I am going to guide you through and talk about the very basics of our human energy systems. The well-known one, namely the chakra system, in the hope that it will get you started on understanding your own body from a spiritual energy point of view more on that in a moment, and how you can work with this to really help you on your journey of growth to enlightenment, which some of us believe is our purpose here. As with everything in spiritual practice, I love the fact that things start to overlap. So the more that you learn, maybe you've listened to other podcasts, maybe you've got books, maybe you're on your own journey of self-learning or courses. The more you start to learn about a specific practice, the more you can start to see it overlaps with maybe something else. Essentially, we always say we're saying the same thing. We're always saying that there's a higher purpose, a higher divine, a God, a higher source. We're trying to improve ourselves to be the best versions of ourselves, whether you call that enlightenment or lifting our vibration. And we are working with tools which also mean and we are applying them in the same way. And nothing is ever so more transparent than this in the human chakra system. Because once you understand this system, then you can start to use it to apply to other things that you may use, for instance, crystals or astrology or meditation, or Reiki, and energy work. It crosses over so much that it is a very important thing in your journey to maybe start to use as your point of reference. Now, the chakra system, spelt C-H-A-K-R-A, chakra, and I always do say it wrong. I do apologise. I just cannot train my mouth to say it, but ch-chakra was a system that was written in ancient books, the Vedas, in Sanskrit hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And these books actually form the foundations of a lot of Eastern religions such as Hinduism and Buddhism. So this system, this theology of this energy system that has been drawn and translated to what we know today is very much of Eastern roots. And we have had it here in the West since about the 1940s. And we are now heavily using it in other practices we've inherited, such as Reiki, yoga, and like I say, crystal healing. It is essentially the understanding that our body as humans has energy force flowing through it. And I'm not talking about energy force that we learnt in science, although of course we have that as well. I'm talking about another energy source which science cannot quite pinpoint or put its finger on, universal life force. Chi, prana, life, whatever you want to call it, it has many names, but it is that feeling that we are here as a human and we have life flowing through us. Everything on this planet has energy, everything on this planet has purpose, but as a being of consciousness and subconsciousness, we have this force growing through us where we are born, we live, and then we die. We have this life force which runs through us from the tip of our toes up to our crown and beyond as well. We have that kind of energy. Science still has yet to catch up on this and prove it and label it and define it. If science ever grasps this, then they will know the meaning of life. They will understand exactly where we came from and exactly where we go after death. And at the moment, there's theories, but we still don't have the answers to that. 
in spiritual world, we're just happy with, yes, that makes sense. I feel it. I feel alive. I feel this energy flowing through me. And I feel the energy of other beings, animals or plants that also have life force flowing through them too. Now, some will argue that this system is man's way of, again, doing that thing that we do of labelling things. They say that it is us trying to define life force of labelling mind, body and spirit. And again, we have diagrams and symbols and colours and explanations. It is, it is all very, very human. But I would say, actually, I am human and this is what I need to understand my body and it really, really does help support me in my growth. So if I have to label things, if I have to say, oh, my throat chakra today is playing up or my root is a little bit overactive, then so be it. But it is important to not just feel too much into the labels and definition of these, but to also understand that this is our journey. And whether you know it or not, whether you're thinking about it or not, whether you know all the names or not, you've been working on this system since the very day you were born and you will be continue to work on it until the day you pass and above and beyond. So if you imagine the human body's life force is like many different highways, we have light veins carrying blood through our body, we have energy flows going through our body, all throughout us, but our main one is down the spinal cord, starting at the base of our spine, where our tailbone would be, rising all the way up our back, up to the very top of our crown. And so when we talk about chakras, you may have seen these diagrams already with the seven main ones depicted down this energy line. It is our main line, our main system. And today I'm only going to talk about those main seven, the celebrity well-known seven. But it's important for you to know that there are many more. There are over 114 in the body and they don't just sit in the body, they are around our body as well. We have the energy field that surrounds us, our layers of auras. And so it goes without saying that our energy field also has chakras above our crown and below, which we also work on to connect to source and to ground into the earth. I'm going to just stick to the basics today so I can go into detail of the main seven which flow up our spine. Chakra translates to spinning wheel in Sanskrit. And if you imagine these as like little spinning discs dotted up the spine in certain positions, it is those points in the body that we work on physically, emotionally and spiritually. And I can't emphasise that enough. Now, the positioning of these seven discs down the spine is due to the concept of Kundalini energy. So when this was devised in the ancient books, when the enlightened ones actually connected to this system and saw the colours and the names, they also saw two serpents crossing over the spine. And these serpents going up the spine, where the points they crossed over, they left gaps in between. And that is where these spinning discs are located. So if you're like me, voice of logic, why are they there? It is depicted that we have two serpents crossing over, not literally, but spiritually, to depict the concept of Kundalini energy. And that is why they are where they are. Now, Kundalini energy may be a new word for you, maybe something that you might have heard of in yoga, Kundalini yoga, is the idea that we want to work on the flow of energy up our central system 
flowing up from the base to the crown and back down again. And our whole point is to try and practice spiritual things such as yoga, breath work, meditation, to activate this energy, to let it flow up through these seven chakras so we can become enlightened and balanced. Now, Kundalini energy translates to joy, essentially. So when we say send love or love is the only answer, you know, love is basically our aim of the game here to become enlightened. Kundalini kind of attaches to that concept too of when your Kundalini energy is activated and working purely in alignment with your body, then you are attached to joy. And all of the other stuff that happens as a human, you grasp the concept of doesn't really matter. I'm not going to go so far to say as nothing angers you, you don't feel hate anymore, you don't feel the low vibrations. But essentially what we're aiming for is this activation of this energy to flow clean, cleanly and freely up and down the body. So we're connected to earth and ground, connected to source and feeling at peace. Think of an enlightened monk on top of a mountain where the will below him he has deep understanding of but is disconnected from in terms of all the rubbishy human stuff that we have to deal with. When working on the chakras or the kundalini energy of getting this motorway point of energy flowing up through them, I always put a little bit of a warning on there to say, please, please, please do this at your own pace. It is serious business to work on, especially Kundalini energy. I am doing it right now and it's making me feel sick. It is giving me a bit of spiritual flu. I'm going through extreme detox some days, but I'm under expert guidance and support whilst doing this. And I am importantly doing it at my own pace, in my own time with what I can deal with. It is a big deal. It is serious business. And so when working on whether it be your kundalini energy or each chakra, know that there is a process and it is within your own pace and you have to go with what you intuitively feel with your body when you are ready to do so. I am a strong believer, my concept is, because you know me by now hopefully, of logic, that we work on our chakras from the day we're born and it's a generational thing where every generation we tend to shift in our life to activate and connect with the next one going up. So in a moment, I'm going to go through the seven main chakras with you. And if you have a little think about what they mean, I'm going to also detail perhaps a period in your life when you might experience a connection or an experience with this specific theme. I see and hear far too many people opening their third eye chakra, the one between your brows at the top, because it's known to be your sixth sense, your foresight, your psychic gift, because it seems fun and it's a juicy one, then spiritual practice we all want to get to, it's the well-known one, we all want to have that gift of seeing things and foresight. But if you do it before you've activated and connected with the others, then you are going to trigger yourself a breakdown. Simple. Do not force anything to be activated before it's time. They are all spinning, they are all working, but your connection to them goes in an order that you are given when you were born and you are not to really change that of my belief. 
When we say people are born with a gift, and you will read of famous psychics or children that are born with this gift of seeing and foresight, they are born with their third eye open, but that is the way it is meant to be for them. Some of it, them it closes as they get older, but for some of them it stays open. They are born with an active, opened third eye, but for most of us we aren't, and we have to go through a journey of opening that. And that is for good reason. Because that is our making and that is how we're meant to be. And if you go against your journey or your flow, we've talked about this before, on your path, everyone has a little bit of a path they're on. You can take different avenues, but sometimes if you're going uphill and it's too hard, it's because you're meant to be doing it a different way. And that is exactly the same with this system in my belief. Go with the flow, go with what feels good in your own time when you're ready and know that your journey will be very different to mine and very different to the person sitting next to you. So let's start at the first one, the root. Now the root chakra is associated with the colour red vibration frequency and the root is located at the very bottom, the base of our spine between our pubic area and our tailbone essentially, right in the middle. And it is our connection to the earth and our security and our safety and whatever makes us feel steady and grounded. Pronounced Molydura, it is a lotus with four petals and it is our basic core needs for survival. So very humanly connected, it is the foundation on which we build our life. So it is very much our sense of feeling at home. If you feel too secure, too stuck in your ways, two maybe of a home bird, not really wanting to go out of your routine, then your root chakra is overactive. If you are so flighty that you're always out, you don't really have a base, you don't have the need for material things, then your root chakra is underactive. Now, going back to the thing I said about generations, think about what this means, your basic material needs for core survival. When you're born to, I would say, your early teen years, that is essentially your priority. And so for me, you are dealing with and working with activating, opening and connecting and understanding this chakra even before you even knew it existed. Now, for some people, and I've done workshops when we talk about this, as adults, their root chakra is still something they're working on. They might have skipped to others, but the root chakra is still a bit tricky. Now this could be due to lots of different things, but it could be a pinpoint to what happened in their early years as to why this chakra hasn't been connected with or turned on as much as it should have been because of your early childhood years. Not saying that's a set rule, but it could be so. Next up, we move to our womb area, our abdomen, our lower tummy, and this is the sacral chakra. This is represented by the colour orange and is pronounced Svadishana. My pronunciation of these is terrible, by the way. Please do not copy me. All of these translations are the Sanskrit, which I try desperately in my teachings to say, to honour the beautiful souls that actually gave us this information and named them. It feels ignorant of me to not speak the language we were given of them but it's very bad, I do apologise. So the sacral chakra is all to do with our sensuality and our intimacy. It is where we hold our connection to relationships. 
whether this be friendships, family or partnerships. And so a lot of people who have work on this chakra, we tend to grow cords here, attachment to others. And if we have had breakups or bad experiences within our human interactions, this is tend to be where we hold it. Again, if this chakra is overactive, it may mean that we form too strong a bonds to people and struggle to let people go. If it's underactive, it could be the exact opposite. We don't form relationships with people. We have many friends, but not really close friendships. And we're very flighty in a lot of people in our world, but not huge connection. Maybe you change relationships a lot, change friendships a lot, struggling to commit. This chakra is also slightly associated with our creativity as well. But I believe that it's linked to the next one, the solar plexus. Creativity flows from the sacral to the solar plexus, depending on what that creativity is, right? And that's another thing to pinpoint as well. These chakras, although they have their specific character, story, theme, whatever you want to call it, they do flow into each other. And so it could be that you're working on more than one at one point, or even I like to see a point in between them both where you're just trying to join them together to get a certain outcome. And I'll explain a bit more later. Next up, we have our solar plexus. Located in our stomach area, this is the lustrous gem of the city. Pronounced Manipura, this is the colour yellow and it is our ego home hub. And it, it represents our self-esteem, our confidence, our personal power and our identity. It is our powerhouse. Far too often in spiritual practice, we are trying to connect with our intuition and our soul and our heart and we try to surrender our ego because it, we feel like, oh, it doesn't actually play an important role. It does play an important role because you are a human being born with ego for life experience and for your place in this world, you need to have an ego. Balance is the key. And it is very important that if you're going through a period of perhaps healing and experiencing ego death, that your ego does get rebuilt, in my opinion, to be a different, more harmonised spiritual way. But we cannot survive as human beings in this world without one, because it is our identity and our place in the world. So the solar plexus is really, really important for our confidence and our self-esteem. And equally, I would say, again, it is a hub for our creativity. Think about an artist or a painter. They can do the actual beautiful work, but they have to have the confidence to share it with the world and the confidence and the belief in themselves to get their project started. All linked to the solar plexus. Next up, we hit the centre point here, the heart, located where you'd expect in the heart space. And this is the middle chakra. This chakra actually joins the lower three I just mentioned with the upper three I'm about to go through. And so it is a very, very important central little point of joining our lower three, associated more with hum human traits and humanity stuff, and the upper three, which is more of the spiritual chakra grouping. Now the heart, anihata, translates to unhurt, unstuck or unbeaten. It's the colour green and it is our love and our empathy and our compassion for both others and ourselves. The colour green for the heart, there is another colour as well which is pink. Green is for the lower heart, which in my truth is all associated with human stuff, 
heartfelt stuff of human level. But you also have the colour pink, which is associated with higher heart. And higher heart, for me, is associated with your heart space in spiritual practice. So it is your connection to source. It is your unconditional love without all the human stuff that goes with it. So lower is green and higher is pink. Next up, we move to the throat area located exactly where you'd expect in the throat, Vishuddha. And this is represented by the colour blue. The throat chakra is one which aids you to speak the balance of your truths. Find your voice. It is all connected with communication with yourself and with others. It is how you give praise to yourself and others. And it is that balance of listening and being heard. So if you're ever with a person who's chat, 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 and they don't pause to listen, I would say their throat chakra is overactive, spinning too quickly. If you're with a person who is very quiet and looming and not speaking their truths, not communicating their emotions, their throat chakra is underactive. Now, I mentioned the joining of them, of working together. Now, I truly think that the best example to show you would be the heart and the throat. Heart, colour green, throat, colour blue. There is a point in my truth in between where we have the colour teal, which represents our ability to communicate our emotions, to express how we're feeling. If you imagine what the heart represents and the throat represents and you join them together, you're working on both at the same time. Next up is the one we mentioned, the third eye, Ajna, which is the one that people like to work on and skip to when they want to start their spiritual journey because it's a shortcut, right? This is the one that is our sixth sense. It is our psychic gifts. It is the one that connects you to your intuition and it is the one connected to our middle brows which helps guide you to the truth without all your human traits such as judgment, expectation and past experiences clouding you. So this is your inner voice where as everyone does this and everyone has the ability to connect with and work on this chakra where your first gut feeling of something, one example is when you leave your home and you feel like you've forgotten something and most of the time you have, you don't know where that comes from. And of course, there's complications like maybe my guides told me that or maybe it was a past experience that I've done it before. But that instant little thought, for some, it's very clear. For some, it's very clouded with the chitter-chatter of our overactive minds talking away. But the more you connect to this chakra, the more you will hear that first thought and the more you will start to follow it. I've got many examples of this, of times when I've heard it and not followed it. I've heard it, but I've taught myself out of hearing it. I used to think that having strong intuition or guidance or a psychic gift, it would be divinely clear. You'd actually see a spirit in the corner telling you stuff. But it's not that simple. It is that first intuitive thought of choosing something, of moving something, of turning left instead of right or vice versa before brain and logic and outside source intervenes. And for some, that's very clouded. But the more you work on this and the more you pause to listen, the more stronger it becomes. Finally, we hit the crown above the skull connecting us to the divine, to source, to God. Uh, this is pronounced Suhasara 
And this is the one where we have a deep understanding of ourselves and our existence. It is the wisdom chakra, essentially. It is the one when it's activated and connected with and everything else is flowing freely. Your Kundalini energy is pure and divine. That is when you are sat on top of the mountain, understanding everything that is, was and will be. Now, for most of us, we will have brief little twinkle periods of that in our life, but then something else will go a bit topsy-turvy. This chakra system, I believe that you spend your life going through them, like I say, every generation. Maybe you'll move up to the next one of having a deep understanding or an experience with it, activating it and working with it. But that doesn't mean then that's done. Because you might get up to your throat... And then one of the lower ones starts to play up again. Something will happen in your life where that one needs to go back. You need to go back and sort that one out, as it were. I always see those plate spinners with seven plates trying to keep them all going. And they're never spinning all at the same time. And they're all trying to keep them going at once. And by the time they get to the end, the first one's gone again. That's how I envision the chakra system to be. As humans, I feel that's our journey of understanding. The only saving grace for me is that when my root goes topsy-turvy, maybe it goes a bit underactive or overactive, I know I've got this, I've connected with this. And so I know what to do. I recognise the signs and I can go to it and I can fix it. However, our journey through life, I do believe you will be working through them up until your twilight years. And I love how I watched older people just relax into the world and become less concerned with everyday things and just more embraced with the simpler ways in life. Sitting in a chair, listening to beautiful music, watching the sky, doing slower things. And that's not just because their body's aged and they can't go skydiving anymore. I truly believe it's because they've hit that chakra, that crown chakra awakening of just understanding where to put energy and where not to and their divine existence and importance and place in the world and the meaning of what is, was and will be. So to work on these chakras, there are many different things you can do. You can go to a professional healer who will help you maintain your energy or feel where energy blockages are if you're struggling to see them yourself. Reiki is a lovely practice, crystal healing is a lovely practice, meditation, there are many guided chakra meditations out there to open and close them, we have one on our website, I'll put the link in the notes, sound, there are different sounds associated with the different chakras, you can work with the different colours, so bring in red into your life if you want to help sort out the root, Crystals are a very strong part of my chakra healing journey because they give the vibration and sort it for me. And the crystal colours usually correspond to the different chakras as well. So it helps you understand their meaning and vibration as well as your chakras. If you start to look at blue stones, you know, they're more communication, greener heart, red root, etc. There are many different ways of healing that you can bring into your life to help embrace you on this journey. There may be some things I've said here where you're like, yes, that's the one. That's the one I need to work on. Go easy. Know that it's a journey. If you're struggling to identify one, I would start with meditation practice or visiting a specialist. Know that it will come. 
And whatever your chakra healing journey brings for you, I really hope this guide has helped you gain more of an understanding of what that word is when people say it. And I hope you can find a way of incorporating it somehow into your daily practice. 